Could you please say your name, Frederick? It's Frederick. Um, Question. Sorry, the gentleman on the right, what's your name? Your no, right or our right? My right. My name? That's Pete. Jason. Okay, in general. That's Peter. In, okay, just great. gave a talk. Cool. Um, in terms of the commoning and these things, and particularly money, when people don't, when people don't like um, obligation, no shit. But if you leverage what you create to be sustainable, and be valued for that, then it's not an obligation, it's something else. Um, and I think that's where, and, and if you look at, instead of ethical decision making, rather shifted to excellence decision making, then you have a different framework on these little problems that you're mentioning. Uh, in general, in the work that you're doing, is anyone looking at currency modeling and in specifically cost-free ones? And are you familiar with Sardex in Italy? Never heard of currency modelling, but... You mean, like, in terms of community currencies? Yes. Yeah. Well, they work, they're flourishing all over the world. I mean... Why is it still debt-based? I like the idea of ethics versus excellence and what? the combination. That's great. I, I mean, I think it's an experiment. You, you, you said it really well. How do we relearn to cooperate? And, and that, that's really the only point I was really trying to make. And the more structures that create uh, platforms for us to learn and experiment, the, the better. Um, the, the kind of the key point, like when I, f I remember when I was working with refugees and I watched the Vietnamese refugees arrive here and they knew how to cooperate and they could pitch their money in together, buy a house together, beat the banks really quick, you know, because lots of them lived in a house, they poured all their money in. They, they didn't work individually, they cooperated. And, and that's because they had strong motivation and a, a kind of just a cooperative capability that the, I, I was not familiar with in my culture. I know that's my point, yeah. Okay. Did you have any thoughts, Jason? Um, yes. One is that we, we continuously need to uh, put, d define what we want to say with um, a prefix, an adjective, something ethical, solidarity-based, co cooperative economy, etc. When it's actually the economy as it should be, finance as it should be. Um, so we should start naming the others, maybe, rather than naming ourselves as a separate that's the first thing. And, and the second thing is uh, there, there are so many different um, social, local, community currencies, um, but most of them are still at an experimental level, and that's a bit the, uh, the challenge that we have. Um, most, many of them are still debt-based instead of being debt-free um, uh, and being positive money, in a sense. Um, and uh, yes, I know the Sardex, which is not exactly a currency. Um, it's a business-to-business -business, uh, form of a ledger kind of exchange. Um, but there are many others that we can use, and let systems are the basis for this. So practice them. I mean, play with them, and then start to use them seriously, not just to exchange some hours of, uh, 
um, voluntary service, but to do real economic exchanges uh, in a different way. Mm, thank you. So don't forget to jump online and sign up for our own marketplace tomorrow. Thank you, Jason. Um, the, the lady with the glass. Yes. Go. Hello. Um, it's Jane Sullivan here. Um, I've got a question for Jason, I guess. Well, both of you might have reflections on it. And it just really occurred to me in your last slide that had lots of different initiatives with friendly sounding cooperative names and friendly colourful logos and and I'm thinking yeah that's what happened around food and you know all of these brands that we now have that are selling to our ethical side um, and the average consumer can't really tell the difference between something that's genuinely a grassroots alternative to mainstream commercial production or um, enterprise and something that is just cashing in on that market that we're creating <laughs> um, for those sentiments to be met. So to me that's a kind of impediment to growing the alternative economy because it's so easily captured by the conventional economy. I'm wondering if you've got any reflections or experiences in relation to that. Well... Yes, that's definitely true. And the green economy, for instance, is one of the examples of uh, capturing that now we cannot use that term really anymore or comfortably because it's, it's the greening or greenwashing of uh, the business as usual. But um, what, what, what the networks uh, are experimenting, the solidarity economy networks and uh, at least um, those that I know, are systems that are peer uh, validation systems, participatory guarantee systems, for instance, uh, mainly for food, but not only, which are different from the fair trade um, labels, third party, but it's actually the members of the network that um, evaluate each other. And, um, and then there's some of the networks like REAS, the Spanish network, which has really advanced on, on this and, and uh, publishes a, a, a report every year with uh, going in depth, I think it's like 70 questions that um, their members have to answer to. And these are from very small cooperatives to systems of cooperatives or social enterprises or etc. And that gives uh, a good idea, and then they developed an app called Pamapam, uh, where you can easily find much of this information on the map and the, the evaluation, which can also be user-generated as well, not only as well, um, so that you can then make your own opinion um, as, as a client member user. Um, but there's, there's a lot to do still. It's a big challenge because you cannot just go online and uh, you know distinguish anything you know you have to know who to uh, look for um, that is actually doing this uh, peer evaluation job and there's not enough visibility yet for this just one more thing fortunately um, public uh, governments that are those that are sympathetic are supporting um, these forms. So I mentioned Barcelona already a few times. Well, Barcelona <laughs> is one of the places where 
Um, this has become a public policy. Um, but in the Basque country as well, and in Madrid as well, to mention Spain, um, and in Bologna and, and other cities in, in Italy, smaller ones as well. So um, it, it's, it takes a long time, and uh, I think we will see much more of it. But it means that you are not a passive uh, client or user. You have to be an active one. Okay. Uh, the lady there with the colourful scarf. Um, Phoebe? My question was about the nature of the, um, and it's for Jason, about the, um, the solidar solidarity clinics and pharmacies. And I was just wondering whether the pharmacies are based on, um, on traditional wisdoms and, um, and healing modalities, um, not just sort of like the things from Big Pharma that we're fed down. Mixed, mixed as usual. There are some that are um, more holistic form of pharmacies, but the main cooperation is supplying um, uh, the uh, the what what is requested by the clinics um, in a in a, a solidarity way, in a non-commercial way, and um, being a reference for the people who don't have access to hospitals anymore, um, as they had before. So no, it's still mostly traditional pharmacies, but they have developed a cooperative way of working. Then the next step will be changing their culture. 